like we allow ourselves to be at times, but God is purely holy. Hallelujah. Let us stand as we prepare our hearts, our minds for the reading of the word of God. And this morning, our word will come from the book of Ephesians, the third chapter, and also the book of Psalms, the 138th chapter. The book of Ephesians, the third chapter, and also from the book of Psalms. Also the book of Psalms. Hallelujah. So we're going to read Ephesians first, the third chapter, and the verses we will be reading are the 14th through the 21st verses in Ephesians 3, 14 through 21. Then we'll flip over to the book of the 138th Psalms, and we'll just read the third verse of that. So Ephesians 3, 14 through 21, Ephesians 3, 14 through 21, and after the 21st verse, we'll flip over to the book of Psalms, and we will read that verse. Hallelujah. Before you read, grab your Bibles, hold them up, and say, this is my Bible. It is the word of God. So as I read it, I will receive it. I will allow the word of God to paint a new image of God in me. My heart is positioned to believe as I receive. Hallelujah. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, let's read together Ephesians 14 through 21. Ephesians 3, 14 to 21. All right. For this cause, I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and the length and the depth and the height, and to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now, unto him that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. Unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus, throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes. Now the third verse of Psalm 138. In the day when I cried, thou answerest me and strengthenest me with strength in my soul. Hallelujah. Yes, we are ready to receive. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Praise God. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. You may be seated in his presence. This morning, I want to talk to you from inner strength to outer victory. If you're strong on the inside, you'll be strong on the outside. And some of us are all broken up and fragile and in pieces on the inside, and our lives is in confusion and distraught and a mess on the outside. Strong on the inside, you'll be strong on the outside. Hallelujah. So in the book of Ephesians, we see something in here about strength, you know, about strength. And, you know, a lot of us need more strength than we admit that we need. You know, we need help. Hallelujah. I know I do. Now, y'all might can do it on your own. Y'all might have your own thing going, but I know I need help. Hallelujah. Praise God. So to be strengthened means that God is going to fortify you on the inside against the attacks, against the difficulties, against all that drama and all that mess and all the disappointments and all the dangers you got going on in your life, all the stuff that life throws at you, God will fortify. He will strengthen you from that. Now, this book of Ephesians, the reason it's named Ephesians is because the Apostle Paul was writing a letter to the people of Ephesus. Ephesus is a city, okay? And, and he understood that these people were having a hard time strengthening themselves. I know we get like that sometimes, don't we? That they, they needed help and they needed an infusion of strength from God. Somebody in here today came, wanted to be infused with strength from God. It doesn't matter how strong of a person that you are, I'm not talking about that, or maybe not, but I know each of us, each of us, whether you admit it or not, can benefit from Jesus Christ residing on the inside of you, right? Presiding so that very thoroughly his presence can strengthen you, and you'll know it, all right? So deep on the inside of us, there's a place called the inner man. All right? And this is a place in us that God has ordained just for himself. There's a place in us that is a dimension, it's a crevice, it's a portal where God can communicate with us, where people are out there on their last breath and they can cry out. When they're in a dilemma where they feel like there's no way out and then they suddenly remember Jesus and they call out his name. There's a place on the inside of every one of us that nobody can penetrate, no one can touch but God. And there are times in life where we all can use this benefit, all can use this strength from God. Now, in Ephesians 3, 16, there, this, this chapter, this, this whole book of Ephesians, it's the beginning of a prayer. You know, Paul is saying, what he says, somebody, he bows his knees, so he falls on his knees and begins to pray. And many times, you know, as certain ones of you will cross my heart and I pray for you and I cry out to God, you don't know I'm praying for you. But at that moment in time, I feel like you're needing an extra dose of strength. You know, there are times when I know that, you know, we get into certain situations in life and we feel like we just want to turn away from that, but we just need an infusion 
of the strength of God. So, to be strengthened in the inner man with might, that's what the Bible says. And we need this strength so that Christ may dwell. See, if we don't get the strength from God, Christ can't dwell in our hearts. And, and, and here he's talking about the strength so that Christ may dwell in our hearts by faith. Yes, allowing Jesus to be real to you. Now, you go on living your life and you do situations and circumstances, whatever you're doing or whatever comes against you. There are going to be some moments in life where you're going to need God. Mm-hmm. So he goes on to say to be rooted and grounded in love so that we can understand the magnitude of how much God loves us because he does love us. And until you understand, the magnitude of the love of God, you'll be hindered in living this victorious life, this abundant life that God wants for you. He also prays that the Ephesians be filled with the fullness of God and that the presence of God will penetrate and saturate every area of your life. So in verses 20 and 21, it encourages us to do something, and that's to believe in God. Believe in God. And when we believe in God, we mean we trust God, right? Because time is out for saying I believe, and then you act like you don't believe, right? So when we say we believe God is a healer, do we really believe he can heal all of our diseases? Do we really believe he can heal all of our sicknesses? When we say that, do we believe that God can actually deliver us out of our circumstances, deliver us from our enemies, or do we believe that our lives are so bad that nothing can touch or penetrate that? Do you believe that God can meet all your financial needs? I don't care what you're going through, and when you get down to your last dime, that God will step right in on time. Do you believe that? Do you believe that God can restore broken relationships? Yes. Yes. Do you believe that God can save you, your wayward family members? Do you believe that? Yes. And your friends, do you believe that God is who you say God is? Hallelujah. You got to believe that this morning. Do you believe that you can prosper even when they're they saying on the news it's a recession and it seems like ain't nothing even touching you? You ain't missed a beat. Do you believe that? Do you believe that God can take the broken pieces of your life and put them back together again better than they were before? Yes, he can do that. You know, and I want to say this morning, I see you nodding in agreement with you because some of you know he can. Some of you have experienced God doing this in your life, right? Because we know that God can do everything and God can do anything. And God can heal you everywhere you hurt. God can do that. God is the one who can make everything all right. Yes, because God is good and he's good when? And all the time, God is what? Yes, yes. So this message this morning is for those who, who, who know that even though they have can testify to that, that they know that sometimes they need a little bit of help. 
Yes. Sometimes we need a little more Jesus, huh? Yes. Sometimes we do. And, and sometimes, you know, we just need help to help some of this drama that's been going on in our life disappear. The pain you've experienced, those situations that you have had you crying in the night when nobody knew it, when you felt like nobody didn't care, when you felt like maybe I'm all alone. But God is able, according to this scripture, to do what? Exceedingly. How much more? Abundantly. Whereas above all that we're able to ask or think. But well, here's the catch. Here's the catch. According to the power that works in us. So in this scripture, you know, in Ephesians, there's a point being made. And the point that is made here, God is able. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that tells us something about the character of God. God is able. I don't care what it looks like or sounds like, God is able. So when we think that, oh, gosh, I'll never make it through. Oh, gosh, would this thing turn around? Oh, God. God is able. There is nothing beyond God. So the text says, now unto him who is able. Now, Paul could have stopped right to, at that point. Now unto him. He could have stopped right there. You know, but he goes on to who is able. That means God has the ability. God has the ability to make the impossible possible. Yeah, God has the power to make things come to pass. God has the power to make certain things in. I serve a God who can make things happen, a God who somehow has the ability to breathe life into dead situations. Things which you done gave up on, I know God can turn that thing around. That's why we sung what we sung this morning. Y'all missed it. Some of you came in later. But turn it around. God can turn that thing around. He will open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. Don't tell me my God can. So when everyone gives up, God makes it happen. So stop doubting, stop questioning God, stop, you know, you know, refusing to believe that God can work, cannot work in certain situations because God can. Yes. So, you know, stop living this life that you've been living of doubt, this life of fear, you know, and be persuaded and have confidence in God that he is able. God is awesome and he's powerful enough to fix that which seems unfixable. Ephesians 3.20 says, God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above. And, and we could have stopped at able to do, but to get the point across to us, Paul wanted us to know how big God is. He wanted us to know the magnitude of God's ability. So he says exceedingly, and that word means above, above, above beyond, or over. And, and God can go over or above and way over to beyond, you know, what we ask or think. And the word abundantly is used here, actually, is a combination of three Greek words. And these words mean beyond, beyond, beyond. And the second Greek word is place, time, cause. Anytime there are restraints, 
that you have placed on God, God is able to go beyond that. Any place of limitation, God is able to go beyond that. And for any cause, God can go beyond that. Now, you've got some reason or you've got some cause or something that's going on in your life that you think God can't penetrate. I'm here to encourage you. He can. He can. He, he just, and you just have to believe it until you experience it because he can. Check this out. Everything in your life sits between time, place, or cause. Everything. You take some time to think about what I'm saying, you'll find out that I'm right. It sits between time, place, or cause. And everything you're facing, every circumstance and every situation in your life, every anxiety and every challenge in your life, all the drama in your life, everything that's going on that you deal with falls in the constraints of time, place, or cause. Everything. Now, the third Greek word he used to define abundance is excessive, which means more than enough. My God is more than, he's not just enough. He's more than enough. What does that mean? That means oozing out. That means overflow. That means running over the top of the rim that it spills over. It means more than can be contained. More than enough. It's amazing to serve a God who has the ability only to meet every need, but to go beyond meeting every need. He goes beyond that beyond in a supernatural way. And that's hard for us to understand. But that means God is massive. That means God is incredible. That means God is enormous. And anything that you want from God, he can provide it. Not just provide it, he goes overboard with it. He can provide it in excess. What do you need this morning? What do you need? Because he's more than enough. Hallelujah. If you can think of something in your mind, God can go beyond that. If you can dream about it, if you can imagine it, God can go beyond that. God is able. So get rid of the doubt. Let the unbelief fall to the side of the way. God is mighty enough to bring a conclusion to your drama. All right? God can do the unthinkable. Now, here's the thing. People will begin to doubt God when they haven't experienced how excessive God can be. And they say, well, that might have happened in your life, but I don't see it happening in my life. Mm. My God is not a respecter of persons. What he does for one, he'll do for another. But the thing is, we have to be strengthened on the inside. In the inner man. You know, things happen in life that we don't anticipate, that we're not prepared for, that we're not expecting. And, and the condition for God to do this excessiveness that goes beyond what we're able to think or ask, it's operated and it's put in effect according to something the Bible says. It's according to something. It's according to the power that worketh in you. Now, the word power in this scripture means dunamis. That's, that's excessive, strength, strong power. Dunamis power. That sounds like dynamite. Explosive power. 
referring to the power of the Holy Spirit. That's why I had y'all to stand on the last song. We got to learn how to honor the Holy Spirit. Some of us don't even know who he is. But when we start welcoming him into this place, you can't sit down. You, you, you haven't read the book of Samuel about how you reverence the presence of God? You can't ignore the presence of God. You can't, you can't, you have to be taught. That's why I have to have you to stand. You can't ignore that. There's a way that you honor God's presence. So it's, if, the, if the wrong power is working on the inside of you, then God will not do exceedingly, abundantly, above all you're able to ask or think. Come on. So the question for everybody in here this morning, including myself, ask yourself this. What power is working in me? Hmm? For some of you, it may be the power of doubt. For someone else, your flesh might be working in you. For somebody else, it might be pride, conceitedness, arrogance, anger, bitterness. Hatred, unforgiveness, lying. But if you would allow the power of God to work in your life, if you would allow God, by the power of the Holy Spirit, to manifest in your life, God can do that which is exceedingly, and I'm going to keep repeating this, abundantly above all you're able to ask or think. Are you allowing the power of God to work? Are you hindering it? See, too many times the power of fear will step in. And fear will operate in our life instead of the power of love and the power of God. God's power will help you. You say, what's the power of God? Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. It will develop you. It will mold you. It will make you. It will develop your faith. The power of God wants to rule and reign in every area of your life. Will you let him? Too often we resist. Too often we push back. Too often we say no to God. And therefore, God doesn't work the way he wants to work in our lives. Because we won't yield to him. Presence of God. Surrendering to God. Letting God have his way in your life. Remember when Jesus went to Nazareth and he wanted to do miracles there in his hometown? They were so caught up on who Jesus was and who his mom and dad was that they had the spirit of unbelief. Even hinder God from doing miracles there. That's why you got to be careful about who you hang around. Careful about who you talk to. Who you listen to. Who you get into a relationship with and have a spiritual connection with. Because what happens when you get involved in that relationship, you experience a soul tie. That's why God ordained and created intimacy just for married people. Because your soul is going to be tied to that person's soul. And whatever is going on in them is going to control you. You got to be careful who you're influenced by. Yeah, it's up to you. Because one way or the other, if you're with a person, either you're going to pull them or they're going to pull you. You're, they're going to come with you or you're going to go with them. You notice you'll start taking on some of their characteristics, some of the stuff they're saying. 
What are you attaching yourself to? What are you watching on TV? What are you listening to? What music are you listening to? Eventually, you start repeating that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, you have to watch. People will draw you in before you even know that you've been drawn in. Remember, association brings on assimilation. Whatever you hang around with, you start to look like them. You start to become them. But God's power can flow through our lives based upon your ability to yield. You say, uh-uh, I don't want this here. Can't have this. Got to block this out. Ain't finna look at this. This whole this weekend, I have two situations where I picked the wrong movie, had too much evil in it. I'm sitting there praying in the Holy Ghost. Why am I in here? Hide, got my sweater up. Oh, my gosh, there's too much evil in this movie. Just thought it was going to be one of those Will Smith movies where they had the superheroes, and then they had all this. I said, oh, my God. Then I went somewhere with the class last night, and it was some, don't you laugh. <laughs> it was a lot of demonic junk going on there, and the, throwing the Illuminati sign. I say, oh, Lord, have mercy. What have I got myself into? I'm going, <laughs> praying in the Holy Ghost. Classmates looking at all this stuff. I said, oh my gosh, they're doing a fire dance. Then they read the then they read the Bible and talk about the book of Moloch with its fire and kids passing through. Oh, if you don't know, boy. I said, and I'm looking at my classmates that are saved. And one of them sitting across from me, I'm looking at her, her head just going with the music. I'm like, look, good, say, say the don't you, you come on. So the Bible says, even God's elect, you can be deceived. If it wasn't for the grace of God. So we go on here in our, in our scripture where it talks about, you know, how, how God wants to meet us in our lives at that very place on the inside. Where he wants to flow through us powerfully in our lives. God wants to demonstrate the awesomeness of his power, but we hold him back too much. And God lets us know that when he operates beyond, beyond in our lives, we know it. And he does it, and he gets the glory. We don't brag about it. We don't say we did it. We don't give anybody else the credit. We give God the glory. God wants to demonstrate his awesomeness. We sung that this morning. Our God is awesome. You know, he wants to demonstrate his awesomeness in your life. God wants to open up those doors in your life that are closed. He wants to perform miracles. He loves you. If you can get that revelation. You know, we can't understand the height. The Bible talks, you know, we read about the height, the depth, the breadth. We can get the revelation of how much he really loves us and how much he wants the best for us. Now, the devil try to, he'll sneak in there and try to fool you. Oh, no, you don't want to hear that mess. I got you, boo. Y'all get the rolling and the thrilling. See, I can provide this and I can provide that. Y'all don't need that God mess. That's why you got to be strengthening people. You got to be strengthened in that deep inner part of your life. The deepest level of human life where God can restore you. Yeah, so that you can recover. And this place in your life is an area that needs a fresh infusion, fusion of the strength of God. And I just, just throw that out to you this morning, that infusion of the strength of God that flows directly from God's spirit.
Yes, yes. I just throw that out to you to refresh you, to revitalize you, to restore you, to renew you. And that's why Paul was praying for these people. That's why Paul was praying for power, power within, power where you're not limited, power that, so that you can be balanced, power so you can make it through, you know, power so you can just experience the very glory of God. And we talk about how David had committed that adultery, you know, with, with Bathsheba. David knew. He knew that something needed to change on the inside because once you get contaminated, now you got to go back, you got to repent, you got to ask for forgiveness. And that's what I was doing. Lord, forgive me for being in this place and wash me with the blood of Jesus and purify and cleanse me and get all that contamination off of me. Because, see, I got to bring the word in the morning. And even if I didn't have to bring the word, I need to clean up. But if I bring the word and I'm contaminated, what you think I'm going to throw at you? Flows from the pulpit down. Can't contaminate y'all. Special place in hell for preachers that do that. Ain't worth it. Hell is bad enough. Don't need a special place. All right? So there is a place where God will strengthen you. So David prayed. He said to God, he said, create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within and after Joseph saw his brothers, years after they had thrown him in that pit, yeah, sold him as a slave, where he ends up in jail after he was falsely accused. Instead of being bitter, Joseph forgave them because he knew that they needed to be strengthened on the inside. And he told them, he said, what God meant for evil, I mean, what the devil meant for evil, God has turned to good. So, so, so Isaiah tells us even plainer, and he says it like this. Isaiah said, God gives power to the faint. Mm-hmm. And to him that have no might, he increaseth strength. That's what God will do for you. And you got to understand that no matter what the limitation in your life, no matter what the circumstance in your life, no matter what you're struggling against in life, God can empower you and equip you to go beyond that, beyond what you even thought was possible. God is able, and God will get you through. Every painful or tragic event, God will make a way for you. And don't just call on him when you're in trouble. Call on him in the good times, too. Praise him and glorify when things are going good in your life. You got to be able to connect with God. You want to keep that connection going. Sure, He'll be there for you in time of trouble, but don't just go to Him when you want something. Have a friendship going on with Him, have a relationship going on with Him. You know how it is when you have them friends come around on them when they want something. You don't like that. You see them coming, you know what they want something. They ain't coming to bring nothing, they coming to get something from you. Don't be that kind of friend to God, just coming around when you want something. Yes. We got to learn how to connect to God. Yes, yes. So God, what he does for us to make us victorious on the outside, he strengthens us from the inside out. He will fortify us against all those attacks, all those difficulties, all those disappointments. God will make us strong. Yeah, all that stuff that, that resulted in, you know, your, your body being broken, your mind being broken, your heart being broken, your lives broken, and your broken relationships. God can fix all that stuff. That stuff is just little minute stuff to God. Yeah, he can fix it. 
everywhere in your life where the foundation has been cracked, God can put it back together again. Yes, God can strengthen you on the inside. Yes, and he can heal you and he will restore you. Yes. See, God, when you get broken, when you get down to your last, when you don't have no any other option but God, when you are at that situation where you're broken, a broken vessel, it's in the last song we saw, entering this broken vessel, that place where you're broken, what brokenness does is it invites the presence of God into your life. God see your heart broke. He see your tears. It invites his presence into your life. But when you deny the Spirit's invitation to heal that brokenness, it interferes with God's ability to dwell in your heart. Yeah, it limits God. It limits from being grounded in love so that you'll have that inner knowing, that inner magnitude that you know the love of Christ, that love that passes all understanding, that love that allows you to receive the fullness of God. So today is a day to surrender, a day for you to admit, I can't, but God can. A day to depend upon the only one who's able to do, and not just able to do, come on, say it with me, able to do it. Exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you're able to ask or think, right? According to the power, we can't leave out the according to. Because, see, we want, them, we want God's promises and blessings, but there's always, I'll do this if you do this. According to the power that worketh in us. So stand on your feet this morning. I want you to give God some praise. Give God some praise. And Chris, I want you to play the last song, Welcome Into This Place, so that we can welcome God into our hearts, into our minds, into our spirits. Welcome into this place. Is he back there? Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise, praise God. Welcome into this place. God wants to do something here this morning. Someone has been hurting. Someone needed this message of encouragement to lift them up, to lift them out of a place where they were stuck. Someone was going through, and as you go through throughout the week, I want you to remember that God is able. And, you know, whatever is going on in your life, I want you to even whisper to yourself, God is able. God is able. Just start speaking it over your life. God is able. Whatever you're going through, God is able. You know, if you can get to the God is able part, you can always move to the exceedingly and abundantly above, you know, above. But God is what? able. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. So at this time, for those of you who need prayer, you need to be